I'm Dallas Travers, and you're listening to Coaches on a Mission, the show to hear if you're a values-driven coach and you want a business that you're truly proud of. So over the next two episodes, we are going to talk about what inside the hive we call your dream client power statement. Your dream client power statement, or your DCPS, is the way you concisely describe the people you serve and the results you help them achieve. Now, over and over again, I see the difference a strong DCPS can have on every coach, no matter how long you've been in business, which is interesting because for some of us, the DCPS isn't something we ever say verbatim, yet it's this anchor that bolsters our message, it bolsters our direction, and it also bolsters our confidence. So my guest today is Lori Shires, whose business has been evolving, and it's time to find the words to keep up with this evolution. Lori and I get really clear on the two offerings she'll provide, both of which offer the very same outcome. From there, we kind of sort of get pretty (laughs) close-ish to a rock-solid DCPS for her, but we don't quite nail it. And here's what's fun. About 24 hours after our recording session, Lori sent me the most amazing email with a perfected and totally inspiring DCPS insight. So let me share it with you, and then we'll dig into the episode so you can follow along and clarify your own DCPS just like Lori did. Okay, so Lori Shires helps people do the things they've been dreaming about. If you're afraid you might die with your gifts still inside, she'll help you get your ideas out of your head and into the world and to do it with joy, passion, and purpose. Pretty great, right? Okay, let's dive into the episode. Here's Lori. Hi, Lori. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I'm really excited about this conversation today. How's it going? Hi, it's going great. I'm excited too. Good, good. So fill me in and our listeners on what you want to walk away with from our time together today. And then I think we're going to have to loop everybody in on a little bit of backstory. But what do you want to focus on first? Yeah, for sure. So what I would love to walk away with is some really clear guidance on how to attract the right audience for me, because it's changing a little bit. Yeah, how to attract them and then also what to say to them mm-hmm. <laughs> once yeah. they're in your world. Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, can you walk us through this shift that's been happening for you around just around your business and who you want to serve and how? Sure. So I am a creative development coach. I work with mostly artists and my background is in advertising. So for many, many years, I worked as a creative, as a copywriter in the advertising world. There's some things that I loved about that, that I've kind of brought with me into the coaching space. And what I've realized is that, you know, I've kind of built the business around creativity and having a project that you develop from start to finish, getting it out of your head and bringing it to life. And I love that. And I love teaching people how to do that. But what I'm recognizing is that there's something bigger here that's more important to me. And it's really helping people tap into the joy and wonder and playfulness that they had as children. And creativity fits in there, of course. Yeah. 
but it's it doesn't necessarily need to be a creative project that gets finished. It's more about the way that we live our lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So prior to this new awareness for you, who were you serving? So the, let me be really clear. I think the first thing I would like to do is get really clear on who this person is, right? Mm-hmm. Who needs this work? Because every human right? Arguably needs this work, but who are we really serving? And in order to do that, I want to know like, who was it before when it was more about helping creatives bring a project from idea to fruition? It was different artists. So photographers Mm -hmm. and directors and writers who were challenged to very often bring their own pet projects into the world and the struggles around that. And I, I I think I said it, but I want to say it again. Like I, I still really, really like that. Yes. It's just that it's that's not kind of the the whole enchilada for me anymore. One thing more, I just I don't I'm I'm less attached to it being an artist. Okay. Now. Okay. So tell me about so I'm gonna reflect back what I heard and then what I understand based on what I heard. What I heard was the secret sauce for you is really living joyfully and fully expressing, right? Mm. That joy in my life. And if that then leads me, if, if that feeds and it will, the creation of my pet creative project, great. But it's about prioritizing this joyful creative expression over grinding through the final edits of my script I've been working on for the last three and a half years. Yes. Does that feel accurate? Okay. That that feels right. And if you had to do grind through the final edit, I would love to help you find a way to do it with joy and meaning instead of just frustration. Got it. So here's my understanding rather than what I heard. What I understand here is your unique angle in to having a creative career or, or having a creative project is prioritizing joy and creative expression, your creative endeavors will be more successful and more fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. So tell me more about who this feels like it's for, if it's not just for artists. I think it's for people who have just gotten stuck in the day-to-day and feel that really strong missing piece, or maybe it's not always strong, but are aware that there's something missing. You know, Mm -hmm. you can go about your life and have a successful career and raise a family and forget this piece of you that was alive when you were a kid that just wondered about the world in a way that's so different than the way that you conduct your day to day. Great. To me, it feels like the edges are blunted. You know, everything's mm-hmm. fine, but not amazing. Right, right. And maybe I'm living a little bit on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because life is good enough. There isn't really a problem to solve here necessarily, but I'm not, I'm not lit up. Thank you. Yes. Okay. That's, you bang on. Okay, great. So... 
oftentimes when we talk about like who is my target audience, we don't go deeper than their age range and their gender, and but neither of those things even matter at all. They're completely irrelevant. And then maybe we talk about occupation, which sometimes has more relevance and sometimes it doesn't. But I like to really dig into the shared experience. And we started with that. But I'd like to dig in deeper, Lori, because a challenge when it comes to selling life coaching, right? Coaching that's just designed to make you a happier person there's not a ton of urgency there, which makes it a nice to have or a luxury rather than an acute need. Yeah. So what about this work? What about the shared experience of these people you want to work with makes this work an acute need rather than this really fun thing to maybe have someday? I think it was Amber Ray who I read this uh, from, but it, it might not have even been her quote, but this idea of dying with your gifts inside. Yeah. Wayne Dyer used to talk about that a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Just breaks my heart. Like to think that we have so much inside us to, to offer others and for us to live more fully. Mm -hmm. And it's both like, you know, both ways. That makes me feel super sad. And I don't know if that, answers your question. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, that's what it's about for me. Like don't die with your gifts inside feels like there's something in that for me. Uh It feels Mm -hmm. acutely urgent, Lori. (laughs) Right. So what I hear you saying is the shared experience of your target audience is one where they have this awareness that they could actually die with their music still in them. So I could be a teacher or a scientist or like suddenly my occupation does not matter at all. It's this awareness of an unlived life. Yes. Yes. I, I lost my little brother um, nine years ago and Right before that, I was getting dissatisfied with my career with uh, Mm -hmm. copywriting. And I just felt like this is, you know, this is autopilot for me. Mm -hmm. It's, there are things I like about it, but it's not meaningful and not contributing to the world and not doing something that means uh, something to me at the soul level. And so when I lost him, I, I couldn't pretend anymore. And I had to kind of find my way to do something different. And Long story short, I ended up in the coaching space and working one-on-one with artists and creatives. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, I think I'm emotional because it, it was really that thing where he died with the music still inside. Yeah. And I don't want that for other people. Yeah. I get that. You must really miss him. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. What's really present for me, I'm going to like let you into my brain a little bit here. As we were preparing to record, I was getting a little bit of backstory from you, right? And we're just getting clear on our topic for the day. And I had this concern, which was how... How are how is she going to get clients consistently? How are people going to sign up for her program if it doesn't feel 
urgent enough. I just see some coaches in this arena, right? I'm just, I'm going to call it the life coaching space. And that's not exactly what you're doing, but are you okay if we slap that label on it? I can't stand that label. (laughs) I know, neither can I. That's hilarious. I think that's why I call myself creative development because there's something else around it. So... (laughs) I'm with you in that. So we're going to stick with it for this conversation because it's going to help us. Okay. Okay. So in this arena of personal development or life coaching or living your best life, if your messaging is not dialed in, you're now competing against Brene Brown's latest book, right? Or Liz Gilbert's podcast or a Tony Robbins event. So we have to dial this in enough so that your ideal clients who are bought in to wanting to better themselves, wanting to fully experience their life, singing their unsung song, they have to feel like it's urgent and know that you're the person to help them because reading the books and listening to the podcasts is not enough. So this is where my conceptual brain has gone. Mm-hmm. And so putting wrapping it in a creative project feels like that's a different piece, but maybe that's not working. Is there something around, well, my initial feedback is it would be easier to sell this if you narrowed it down to like artists who have not finished a creative project which could be great, but it sounds like you want to be broader than that. Maybe. Let's mm. tell me, yeah, yeah. Tell me more about the maybe. I think that maybe there's a, an opportunity that I just have really haven't stepped into with doing that with the artists. Mm-hmm. What would you that know? look like? Like how would that change? If you did that with the artists, what would that look like? And what would that change for you? I don't know. Hmm. Here's what's up for me. The label doesn't matter. It's their lived experience. We don't have, like, I think we can dial in a message that is mm, powerful enough that, like, the thing I call myself is completely irrelevant. Okay. Okay. So I just wrote down three words. Do the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So there's something that's coming up for me around your target audience really being that person. I'm going to back it up for a second. So there's this awareness ladder that our audience lives on, right? At the bottom of the ladder is either unaware or pain aware, where this is just what life looks like and I have to learn to live with it. Then we have problem aware, which is, uh, there's a problem here. I don't, I'm not totally bought into it being solvable, but at least I'm aware that I have some agency around this. And then of course there's solution aware, which these are our clients, right? Right. They are aware, they they believe that the problem, they're aware of the problem and they believe that it's solvable. So the solution awareness here is this shared belief of like, don't die with your music still in you. Like I am aware that I have an unsung song and I cannot tolerate no longer singing it. And that could be the doctor who would love to design earrings, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or the stay-at-home dad who's always wanted to do stand-up, right? Or even, I don't know if this would land for you too, but even the college student who would just like to cultivate more confidence. Like that's less concrete, but that's also doing the thing, 
Yeah. But it's basically someone who has this awareness that there is a thing they want to do and it's essential that it be done. So essential, in fact, that they're willing to dig in and do this kind of work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, th- I think we could keep talking about like, is it artists and is it a creative project? But that's not deep enough. Right. So what's like, as I just shared that, what's, how is that landing for you? What's present for you? It feels exciting actually and broader. It feels much broader. And I think that creativity is still part of this conversation because that's what you're accessing when you decide you're going to do something different. You know, yes. you've got to create it in your mind. You've got to take yourself new places. And so I'm loving what you're saying and I'm slowly digesting it. Mm-hmm. But it feels like we're in the right in the right territory, and just do the thing is so so simple and, and brilliant. It feels like you too. Do the thing. Yeah. Do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's about. I'm just. I'm. I'm sorry if I'm jumping around a bit, but I'm feeling super inspired right now. But when I when we look at your content, it's redefine. It's about redefining creativity. Because I think a lot of people think about creativity as, all right, now I guess I have to be a children's book author <laughs> in order to be creative. It's not just about trying different right. spices, right? So there's like creative intelligence, creative resourcefulness, creative expression. Mm-hmm. Yes, this broadens it so beautifully. Mm-hmm. This is what I meant when I said, I feel like I'm so close and so confused. (laughs) I feel like you're in my head right now, taking it apart. It's great. It's great. So let's assess where we're at and decide the next step here. You have a very firm stance or essential belief, which is everyone has a song to sing and nobody should die with their music still in them. Mm -hmm. So as a human there's a thing you're meant to do and it's painful now that you realize you're not doing it. That's your audience. Mm -hmm. I'll use myself as an example. I for years have wanted to learn how to, I'm I'm mad I'm about to say this because now people are going to (laughs) ask. I have so badly wanted to become proficient enough at knitting that I could knit my daughter like a bomb ass sweater. Oh, <laughs> now, it's, now it's on. I know, right? <laughs> but that's an example. And so that doesn't, yes. it, that's not a big, I'm not changing the world by knitting a sweater for my daughter, right? But there's that meaning inside of it for me, that sense of accomplishment and that mm, annoyance. I feel that there's this thing that I've wanted to do and I haven't made the space for it for whatever reason. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And would you hire a coach to help you make that real? Yes, with an asterisk. And here's what I mean. I am not going to become proficient with YouTube videos. I need someone to sit next to me and show me how, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would hire you because I would think, oh, I just need to go take a knitting class. Right. Right. Okay. So what's come forward from that is this form of creative expression and joy needs to feel like a purpose, purposeful mission, right? Versus a hobby I want to pick up or wouldn't it be fun to express my creativity in this way? Right. And now we're talking to people who are 
Mm, mission-driven is probably not quite the, the right language, but this song that is in them is bigger than a, a wool sweater. <laughs> right. So this, right. Is, this is where I go back to creating something, the creative project. Do the thing. Right. 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 And I, I think the exception here, how does this land for you, is you, your creative project is not necessarily artistic. It could be a TED Talk, right? One could argue that that is also artistic. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I just, so, so let me give you a little example of what I'm thinking. Yeah. So right now I work one-on-one with people. And I also just created a, a program. It's a course and it's called From Inspiration to Action. And it's really about how to do the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had this one potential client. We had a, a great discovery session. He's totally my people. And instead of working with me one-on-one, he has opted to do the course because yeah. it's a very low investment. And he couldn't imagine investing the kind of money it would take to hire me to do the thing that's really just a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're venturing into a business model conversation, which I think will be super helpful to help us get clear. And I think this type of business model does not get the love and respect that it deserves. And it's the high volume, low price point business model, right? Where your signature offering is I'm making up I'm making up details here, but your signature offering is this inspiration to action program and it's less than a thousand dollars. It could even be like a three hundred and fifty dollar mm-hmm. do-it-yourself version, right? That's what it's gonna end up being. Yeah. And then your job is to step into the role of marketer mm-hmm. because we're just doing high volume high volume, lower price point. So we're impacting more people. And that, you know, my last business was high volume, low price point. Listen, and I did that to nearly seven figures. So it's without ads. So it's totally possible. I, I love what you're saying. And I'm a writer. I'm working on a book right now and my second mm-hmm. one. And I spend a half of my work time doing that. I don't want a full roster of clients. I want 10 yeah. Maybe 12, 13, 15 would be max, but actually that feels like too much. So 10 to 12, you know, clients that are higher paid clients and then have offerings like inspiration to action. Maybe there's some other ones that come with that too, but that, that fill this space that, you know, create abundance and affluence without me needing to be in the room. Yep. But that I also get, I I love working one-on-one with people. I just don't love it to the point of wanting it to burn me out and, and not allow me to do my other work. Yes. Great. So a business model where if we're looking at your funnel or we'll talk about your Ascension model, right? Easy access, high, high value, self-guided program, inspiration to action. There will be people who from the jump are like, I'm not a course person. I value prestige and intimacy and I'm going to hire Lori. But inspiration to action becomes your primary driver and essentially your signature offering. Mm -hmm. And now you just, you have to be a marketer in order to have a high volume, low price point business, but it's 
completely doable. In a lot of ways, it's easier than these high-touch, high-price point offerings. Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, the very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. Okay, so by having multiple options or these two tracks even, right? I mean, there's so many things you could do. You could have special events, inspiration to action for musicians, right? In just a musician's series Mm -hmm. and one, you know, one for, I think I'm creative, but I don't know what my idea is. It could be the same program for really specific niches if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. But having this lower price offering really eliminates a lot of those objections to would I pay money to get coaching on a knitting project, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, can we go back and just talk? I want to flesh out a little bit more around your messaging just so that you walk away feeling super concrete about who you serve and what it is they need to hear from you in order to be ready to work with you, but successful in that work, even if it's in the self-guided program. Okay. So I'm going to hand you the mic. Talk to me. Like Given what we've talked about so far, talk to me about who your dream client is. And then I'll ask you some questions or some prompts around what beliefs do they need to have. Right. So we're talking about the dream client who is going to do from inspiration to action, who's going to be that. Because I still feel like mm-hmm. I'm, or I'm, maybe I'm a little confused about the two different audiences. Are there two different audiences? It's your business. So there could be, but here's my perspective on it. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to hear. Yeah. Let's distinguish between offerings and outcomes. The outcome, whether someone's working with you privately or whether they're going through inspiration to action, the outcome is the same. Granted, private work was probably juicier. Like there are other details in there, but ultimately the promise is do the thing. You're going to, you're going to go through this work and you are going to do the thing. You're going to sing your song. Yes. So the outcome is the same. Therefore, the shared experience and the important essence of your target audience is the same. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. The offerings are the thing that are different. If you're someone who has the budget and the time and the desire for more support, if you thrive in that area, then you're going to go the private coaching track. Got it. And if you're not, you go down (laughs) the other track. So my long explanation to answer your question is the promise is actually the same and therefore the audience is the same. I see that now. Okay, great. So, all right. 
you're handing me the mic and I am oh. saying um, the thing that just <laughs> feels like the loudest and clearest is this idea of not dying with your gifts inside. And this every song that you want to sing mm-hmm. is available to be sung that I can help you. I can hand you, I can hand you the mic, right? What you had said before about like, these are the people who can no longer just sit with it. The, hmm, the idea that creativity can come in all of these different forms mm-hmm. is a great area. It's great for me to be able to kind of lean into that and explore. Right. Great. So your dream client is someone who has this acute awareness that they're not singing their song and they're no longer willing to tolerate that. And they're aware that if they keep doing what they're doing, they're just tolerating it. That's right. That's right. Good. Great. So let's imagine I'm your dream client. What needs to be true in my world? Actually, let's try this a different way. I want you to share some specific details of my current circumstance. So what's happening in my world right now before I start working with you? So, you know, you, you've got a great life. You've got uh, a job that is good enough. Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, you know, a family where if you have children, they're not um, so hanging on the edges of your shirt tails that they need your every second. Attention, Mm -hmm. things are probably fine. And that word is a fucking killer. Excuse me, French. Mm -hmm. But we don't want just fine. Mm -hmm. We want to feel alive and lit up. Yes. And to do that, sometimes you got to go back to what you loved as a kid. And remember what the joy was. And so some people have an idea as adults what it is that they could be doing Mm -hmm. that would give them that little extra spark. Yeah. And some people come to me and they actually don't know what it is. And so we get to go hunting, spark hunting. Mm -hmm. And it's always there. It's just for some people, it's not as apparent as with others. Right. So this first characteristic of my current circumstance is that life is good and things are basically fine. So what belief do I hold that keeps me in this state? Life is pretty great. Things are basically fine. So I can give you an example if that's not totally clear. Well, what's coming up is I'm thinking you might believe that you don't deserve more or deserve more happiness or fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Great. Or that you might feel greedy since there are mm. people in the world who are suffering and you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be greedy. Be, I should just be grateful for what I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. What do I need to believe instead in order to be ready for this work? You need to believe that there's more out there for you, that mm-hmm. you deserve ultimate joy and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I mean, in some cases you need to believe that you're creative. Yeah. That might actually be a different belief, but yes. Is there something around, cause like, I should just be grateful for what I have. Is there a belief around like me doing this thing 
actually helps others. Because I'm sensing there's this like, ah, I shouldn't be so selfish, mm-hmm. like thoughts like that. Mm-hmm. So reframing the value of focusing on the big thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because when you are creatively fulfilled, mm-hmm. you're a happier person and you have more to offer everyone else. I mean, if there's, yeah. a, there's a ripple effect that happens when you have your needs met. Yes. Let's work backward from that one. And then I want to work backward from the, I have to believe that I am creative. So what we're doing, this is for you as well as for our listeners, is we're just starting to explore core pieces of your messaging to help. Because you said first, like, how do I find the people? Who are they and how do I find them? Mm -hmm. We find them by dialing in the core pieces of your messaging Mm -hmm. that those people who are on the awareness ladder, they're either problem aware or solution aware. They see your content and they're like, yes, that's the thing I've been feeling and haven't had the words for. Mm-hmm. And we find those pieces of content by identifying what's happening for them. What mm-hmm. beliefs do they hold that keep them locked in that state? And what do they need to believe instead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of these believe instead pieces was when I'm fulfilled, I have more to offer. Yes. So I think the circumstance is still like, mm, tell me if this lands. I think the circumstance related to that one mm-hmm. is yeah, that'd be great, but I don't have, now is not the time. Mm. So they're just waiting until the stars align. Yeah. The kids are out of the house or they get that raise or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, their circumstances is that they're waiting for the right time. Does that feel right to you? It does. Mm-hmm. How would you frame it? Another one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that feels, there might be more in there, but that feels right. Like if you're just, if you're always waiting and then Mm -hmm. you wake up and you're, you know, 85 years old, guess what? So yeah, waiting is definitely part of it. Yeah. Well, that's like, if I'm dying with my music in me, I'm waiting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's the belief they currently hold that keeps them in this? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. I should wait. Now is not the right time state. What is the belief mm-hmm, that keeps them in that certain situation? Isn't that the belief that they're not ready yet? Yeah. Another one is the back to the, uh, I, it's a little bit selfish. So then we had this belief, like when I'm fulfilled, I have more to offer. Mm-hmm. That's not, there's, there's not a t- straight thread through that, but I think we've given you something to work with. Does that mm-hmm. feel like you could massage it later? Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's do one more. What is one more specific characteristic of their current circumstance? I think it's a belief in themselves. Like they mm-hmm. don't really believe that they could make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I can't follow through. Mm-hmm. I'm not creative. I'm not creative. That's a waste of my time. Waste of time. I've tried before mm-hmm. and couldn't do it. Okay. Yeah. Great. These are just now they're flowing. Uh, these are just like <laughs> it's just a dream, you know. It's not yeah. like anything real. Mm-hmm. It's not practical. Yes, right. all of those things. 
So what do they need to believe instead? This time will be different. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. This time is different. Another belief around that could be like, yeah, that's why you need help. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like you can do it with the right plan, support, system, fill in the blank there, right? Mm -hmm. Great. I would like to give you an assignment. Yes. Which is to continue this process, right? So step one, identify specific details of their current circumstance. Mm -hmm. And by specific, like we started with, they have a great life. Things are good enough. Things are fine. And we might get more specific mm-hmm. around a detail around that because that's kind of the umbrella, right? Right. But we came up with today, like they're in this state of things are things are fine. I should just be grateful. Another one is they're waiting. <laughs> they're procrastinating for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then another one was they actually fear, like they haven't been able to do it up until now. So there's the specific circumstance. Mm-hmm. Then in the next column, we identify what beliefs they hold that keep them stuck in that circumstance. Mm -hmm. And then we look at beliefs they need to hold instead Mm -hmm. in order to make a change. So you will likely come up with a pretty long list of beliefs they need to hold instead. And then you get to play and identify maybe five to seven core belief buckets, we've been calling them lately, right? Mm -hmm. Or core messaging pillars that become the cornerstone of what you put out and how you attract Mm -hmm. perfect match clients and students. Great. How clear do you feel on the assignment? Really clear. That's great. Great. I think I'm, I'm marinating slowly on it, but it all, it all makes sense. And it feels, it feels different. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah, good. In a good way. Great. Great. All right. So let's check in. We started by just exploring the circumstance, going deeper than just the title of who your dream client is. And where we landed was this is someone who has an acute awareness that they're not doing the thing. And this belief that doing the thing is essential. From there, we talked about, all right, what is the structure of your business? The outcome is the same, but you've got now two clear offerings designed to help people go from inspiration to action. And then the last piece here was just getting more clear, given who your audience is, what are some core pieces of messaging to help you attract the right people? What, if anything, do you want to ask or share before we wrap up? Well, I want to say this is, this is super helpful to me. And what I'm thinking about is going back into the content amplifier and kind mm-hmm. of starting from there to create some new messaging to share. And I'm interested as I do this how it will be different than what I've done before. But I actually, I know because with all of these belief buckets, it will be a different kind of thing. I think before the language that I was using was kind of surface. And maybe too raw, raw positive. I don't know because I haven't seen a lot of it, Mm -hmm. but we have to 
push on that pressure point of dying with your music still in you. And this is pain. This is intolerable for you now. Yeah. Instead of just like the being joyful and creating and, and having creative expression is the key to happiness. Like we have to, your message needs to lean a little bit more into the pain that they're in, not yeah. in a manipulative way, but in a very honest, tell it like it is way. Yes. Well, and, and like talk about urgency, like this is, there is an urgency to this, which is inherent. And I think that that will be an interesting place to, to play too. Mm-hmm. If not now, mm-hmm. when? If not now, when? Yeah. 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 Great. This was super fun. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. You're welcome. You mentioned going into the content amplifier training. The exercise I just walked you through is one of the first modules in there. So you'll mm-hmm. have it, it to review. Mm-hmm. What, if any, Lori, accountability would you like me to hold for you around this conversation? Okay. I think I need a new dream client power statement. I would love to share that in the hive, get some feedback. Great. So we are recording this at the beginning of the month. Would you like to have that shared inside the hive for feedback by the end of the month? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. We'll make it happen. Writing it down. Thanks for coming on the show. This was really fun. Thank you so much, Dallas. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thanks everybody for tuning in. I hope you'll take this exercise and try it on in your own business. It's a really fun way to thoughtfully create content that feels like a conversation instead of creating content for the sake of creating content because we're supposed to post today. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.